this week's element, free. It's our season one finale, Sophia. I know. And we're joined by <laughs> Matthew Levy Chavez as well for our finale. Hey there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just talked to uh, Levy, Matthew. What do you What do you want me to? Matthew's fine. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I have the tie on. Right now, I'm just a normal, I'm just, just a guy. <laughs> um, but you're sticking around to talk to us about the climate march. Sure. So yeah. thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh, Matthew comes to us after our prologue episode, um, and is the creator of Subway Therapy, the um, project of the sticky note wall that was created in Union Square, um, and has since had quite a lot of happenings since then. <laughs> and we're glad that you joined us for this episode, um, and we'll talk to you more about them in our epilogue episode um, coming up after this. So I just got back. Mm-hmm. Um, Last night at about 11 p.m., mm. I left at 1 a.m. in the morning and just made it a sort oh of 12-hour day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the traveling we do for this podcast, I know, right? which is what we did for the Women's March. <laughs> yes. We left at 1 a.m. in the morning at a Port Authority, and and we just didn't want to stay overnight. And so yeah. uh, we got back, but it was exhausting. Um, How was it? Interesting because it was, you know, I think that when we did the mar- the women's march, um, it was so big, um, and we got there so early on purpose. And for this, I didn't need to be there as early as I was. Um, it did nothing. No one really started getting there until like eleven o'clock because the march didn't start till twelve thirty. What was interesting about it, though, is I got the opportunity to. Uh, talk to artists that were setting up for the day. Like I got there and there was like just no one on the lawn and but who was there was spray painting and taping things to signs and um, uh, people, uh, some indigenous people gathering to take photos in front of the Capitol, which was a, a moving experience for a variety of reasons. It was different because the Women's March felt organic and reactionary and... Like we don't know what this thing is. In fact, you know, it started virally. We didn't. They didn't know what it was. They just wanted it to happen because they felt like they needed their yeah. voice to yeah. be heard in some yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it kind of felt like, ah, here's a bunch of stuff that we got to say. And Black Lives Matter and uh, gay people and you know all yeah. of these kinds of issues colliding sure. at once. Whereas this had a much more cohesive thesis and was planned for a much longer time. And so the organization of it was just really meticulous. Who organized um, it? So, good question. Uh, I, I guess it was many different organizers coming together, but around the sort of central purpose of um, climate justice issues. Oh, but it wasn't like a big, you know, group. That no, it was many groups a bunch of coming together. Okay. Um, 350.org, who we talked to last week, is one of them, but okay. it was like 20 different organizations combined together. Got it. But, you know, Earth Day, the yeah. 100th day that he was in office, um, yeah. there's a nice kind of symmetry to our, our podcast because we started on day one, two-ish, uh, <laughs> and then we kind of end on day 100 now. Um, uh, and so, like, it, it just sort of felt... Um, you know, everything kind of fell in line for this one purpose, um, which was much more distinct. So that made it feel different. Um, it was also a summer day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, was it? It hot? was 92 degrees. Oh, gosh. Humid. Yeah. Um, it was only sunny for the latter half of the day once the march actually started, but that's when you're on the black pavement um, marching to the White House. Um, we didn't really even get to march during the women's march because we there were so many people there that by the time we were marching, it was like two o'clock in the afternoon, and we had a bus to catch at like five or something. I think yeah, it yeah, was. yeah. Um, and you know, we were marching. We marched all the way to the, the White House, um, which was exciting, um, but um, but hot, very hot. And I don't, I, <laughs> I don't do well in heat. <laughs> Kind of forgot that the summer was a thing since we've been in the winter for so long. But uh, it was it was definitely a kind of different experience to be physically exhausted in that hmm. in that kind yeah. of way. Well, you didn't melt, so that's good. I didn't. I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely sitting here now, but like didn't have enough Solid. water on me. Like it was like yeah, a, I forgot prepared. sunscreen, so like I'm a little oh my I'm a gosh. little burnt. <laughs> 
Come on, uh, Keith. Anyway, anyway, on this round, I actually registered as a as a as a journalist. Uh, nice. <laughs> it was on cool. the press release list. And I got my cool yes, little media little badge, badge. <laughs> which meant I got to go to like the press conference. And, oh wow! Um, yeah. And so, cool. <laughs> no, so it did fun. feel it did feel like oh we got our shit together now. We like we've done nine nine episodes of this thing now. Like we we can be journalists now. Um, <laughs> in the big leagues now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which was a totally different experience because I really decided, you know what, I'm not going to be a protester. A really? participant in this one. That's an interesting. Um, that I'm going to observe it. Um, and that's kind of how I feel as an artist, that when I make art, I don't feel like I'm an activist. I feel like what I'm doing is commenting on the activism yeah. or commenting on the lack thereof of activism. And so... Um, so starting to interview people and create this podcast was really a natural extension of that because I was just now asking the questions in a more literal way. Um, right. And so I decided I'm going to be, I'm going to actually be a journalist at this thing. Uh, I mostly was at the beginning of the march um, with the front lines folks, the, the marshals of the, of the march. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was back and with um, some other groups Earlier on, but decided to sort of move forward and and um, and uh, take photographs and and right. just sort of see what was going on at the head of the march, um, which I wouldn't have been able to do had I just been the protester marching, because yeah. um, that was reserved for the really the organizers and also for people of First Nations were were first in line, um, and so I got some cool yeah experiences that way mm-hmm. um, but I have my badge on so like I was able to do it you know <laughs> like, Super cool. um, awesome. and awesome. but it did change the interviews that I had with people um, because I you know we would walk up to people at the women's march or just we in our everyday podcast creation we just kind of walk up to people and say hey tell me about your work um, and I had a few people that I would walk up to say oh I see you're part of the media I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to mm. chat, but I can oh, lead you. To, I can lead you to someone who will. So there was um, a kind of artifice that was created um, by having this thing around my neck. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, I think it made things maybe a little less organic, but um, you know, maybe in a, maybe in a helpful way. I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Certainly something you can explore in the future, like yeah. wearing the badge or not. Yeah. 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 It's sort of like what we were talking about earlier. With the boxes, like yeah. people checking the box, like, oh, yeah, media. Okay, can't talk to him. Which you'll find out in the next episode of Elemental. Yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> because we just recorded that. Right. <laughs> okay. um, but that's, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Very official this time. Hashtag yeah. official. <laughs> Hashtag official. <laughs> How did it make you feel? Like, did you feel, um, not just as someone who is observing, but but a participant as well because you're adding to the number count. Did you feel like it was successful? Was it worth it for you to go? Do you feel like people were happy about what happened? Like what I was- feel like this was tremendously successful. Um, that the, the organization behind it knew exactly what they were expecting, um, knew exactly what their goals were, um, you know, they even delivered like a plan to Congress of like these are our demands mm. um, the day before, um, and uh, I felt um, I felt really great going there. I had lots of emotional experiences. I had a, a, a pretty big emotional experience um, because my investment in climate justice issues is so much. <laughs> there's like just so much wrapped up in that for me. Um, that it was a moving experience for me that I was able to experience in a different way as a journalist. But um, it felt good. It felt successful. Sounds like you felt like it was Um, a worthwhile endeavor. Yeah. So we're calling this episode free. Yeah. um, Exploring that element. And I was surprised to keep hearing the word. There was lots of people milling about as as the march was being organized and the artists were... There, um, I actually met Rachel um, Scragus from our from oh. our interview last week. Nice. Um, we we talked to her on the phone, and I just saw her standing under a sign that said Rachel. <laughs> I went up and I, I met her. Um, yeah, and I was like, Hey, how you doing? Exactly. Okay. Hi, Hi Rachel. I'm Rachel. 
Oh, I'm Keith from the Elemental Podcast. Oh, wonderful. Nice and to I'm meet you. Running into you here. Amazing. <laughs> I saw your um, name on a sign. Amazing. I am <laughs> training. It's great to hear. It's funny to hear a voice character yeah. name. I'm yeah. in the middle yeah. of training no, volunteers. No, no problem. I just wanted to yeah. say hello to you. Yeah. Hi. Is this a sign you want over here? She had, she had made a whole bunch of signs, and she had made these like cool like circles with eyes on them, Whoa. and um, sunflowers. We talked about the sunflower and the meaning of the sunflower last week. They were just handing them out to people for um, free. For free, yeah, yeah, that's their goal. They made all this art for the last several weeks to just hand that's out, awesome. so people would have something in their hand, Super and that's cool. what made it feel even more organized and successful because of the artistic expression that was happening. And like Amplifier Foundation was there. Um, Amplifier um, was the one who curated the um, the Women's March posters of the yeah. woman with the headscarf yep, yep. Um, that they got some flack for. Um, and they were just handing out. They're like really well-designed and well-printed um, posters. And everyone was just like, these are free? I can just take this. Uh, cool. And I love that idea of like sharing and um, expressing ideas because um, it's called the People's Climate March. Um, and it's for the people. It is, um, you know, in climate justice issues, the earth's going to be fine. Yeah. The earth is, is going to be fine. It's going to change. It is changing. It's changing rapidly. It's the people that need to change. Mm. It's the people that are going to be affected by the earth changing. Um, and so when we think about it like that and we think that this march is about us and our relationship to the earth, um, we're the ones that need um, the freedom to express our ideas um, through this march, through these signs, through this, these posters that we're creating. Um, because this is a human issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this isn't even a planet issue anymore. Um, this is about humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first, so what I'd like us to look at or, or listen to is um, Judith Howell, a member of SEIU 328J and political organizer. Um, I think she identifies herself as a security officer in this, um, but she says that she's been doing activism since she was 13. (laughs) And I think that's clear uh, in the kind of language that she uses. Good day, people and press. You, fellow members of the human race, and that's H-U-E, men race. My name is Judith Howell. I am a security officer, and I work in private commercial real estate, office buildings. I am a proud member of Local 32BJ, Service Employees International Union, SEIU. I am so excited to be here today. Last week, the scientists marched. This is the People's March. And I hope there are some scientists here who consider themselves people. All right? All right. We come today to say the effects of climate change are real and the causes of climate change are clear. In 2014, when Erin Bokovich was asked about her rise to prominence in the environmental movement, she delivered these pearls, and I quote, destroying the environment, deceiving people, jeopardizing their health and their welfare is absolutely wrong. And if you want to corner them, you're going to corner me. And I come out swinging. Amen, Erin. Amen. I come out swinging too. I have been speaking out, marching, picketing, and organizing since I was 13 years old. My political battle cry is down with advantage takenism by anybodyist. Just like the tobacco companies lied about smoking cigarettes as they made them more and more addictive. Just like the NFL lied about the frequency and impact of brain and spinal injuries. The energy companies are lying about the existence of climate change. They are lying about how it harms us and how it will accelerate if we do not come to our collective senses. It is past time to go to renewable sources of energy. We must turn to solar, wind, water, and we must do it now. 
We are here to rise up and let self-interest-driven politicians like President Trump know we will no longer allow them to rig the system in favor of greedy corporate polluters. Service workers have been on the front line of catastrophic storms like Katrina. SEIU healthcare workers are dealing with the repercussions of Zika in Southern Florida right now. We know firsthand the effects of climate change. Mr. President, it is time to put the health and welfare of our communities before polluters' profits. Communities of color, working families, and immigrant communities for a long, long time, too long, have disproportionately suffered the devastating impacts of toxic pollution and climate change. Our communities are targeted and our air and water poisoned first. But together, together we can overcome and will overcome. Cause air and water have a way of getting around. Going forward, working with environmental advocates and other concerned citizens, we can and will hold greedy, polluting corporations, their political minions, and their clever little lobbyists accountable and change, yes, change the direction the effects of climate change are taking on our planet, Mother Earth. We will organize. When I say we will, you say we will. We will, we will. organize to inform more people of how their local problems are connected to our planet's environmental health. We will, we will. resist the bull hockey, a.k.a. alternative facts. And we will, we will. fight, fight, fight. Now say fight for the workers' right in America to organize. We want that right to be maintained. Fight for a better future for all of our children, for all of our youth. Fight for our spaceship, planet Earth, against pollution-driven climate change. In my 12 years as a shop steward and member political organizer with SEIU, we are stronger together, and we've learned when we fight, we win. And this is one battle we must win. Resist. Resist. Build. Build. Rise. Rise. Vote. Vote. Resist, build, rise, rise. was kind of the, the tagline of the, mm. of the march. But also what's so important about her and what she has to say is that it, the focus is about jobs for people of color and low-income people um, and that if we react to climate change in a way that presents new opportunities for us, we will be able to do that. Um, right. Super cool. And that was the banner that they were holding at the front of the march, was climate, jobs, justice. Mm. Right? This is about people. Yeah. The climate is involved in that, but this is about people. Mm. Um, and that's important in terms of the iconography of what the message needs to be communicated as. I think especially to people that aren't as interested in the idea of climate change conversations um, being right. at the forefront. Um, well, are you interested in a good job and you know <laughs> better pay and like all those kinds of things? You know, I, if it, the coal industry is dead, it's not coming back. It is, it's not something to campaign on <laughs> because it's, it's over. It's over. If those people learn how to install a solar panel, they're going to be set. Mm-hmm. That's my belief. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just is. So. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, it's so great. Um, actually, my journey knowing you, Keith, and like being involved together in different artistic projects I definitely feel like I, I grew up, uh, I'm Native American, so we talked about Mother Earth all the time when I was a kid, and it's always been something that I'm aware of. Um, and I was always like very angry, like, you know, we're not taking care of the earth, and 
and we need to change things and and the earth is going to die but it is really really about you know the earth will figure out a way to survive because that's what it's always done and it ha- it's up to us the people to change our behavior and how we think about things and how we treat you know all kinds of things and yeah like corporations and and polluting the uh, the water and and the air it's like it's up to us it, it has everything to do with the people so that's so powerful it's and that affirmation and re confirmation of that is nice to hear mm-hmm. but it is such a fight and it's so annoying it's so annoying to me that like there are corporations out there that just don't give a shit about this and would rather you know be selfish and I think that's where the art comes in is making yeah. sure that we craft the conversation so that it is about the people yeah. and it's about how do we take that message and translate it to something that is able to be accessed on with with any kind of ideology that you may have, yeah. <laughs> whether or not you believe right. or disbelieve is irrelevant. Right. Um, that you know the art should be able to capture um, this kind of human quality that is the freedom of our expression um, to. To, to gather around these these sort of common ideas, which was what the circle was, so that all of these circles that were created and everyone had to sort of hold hold a portion of it in order for it to stay afloat, right? That everyone is involved in then, then allowing these things to um, That's uh, be seen as, as circular, right? <laughs> that mm-hmm. we all need to, to hold a part of it. Um, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. And, it and they sh- became celebratory because they're parachutes. And so people would like oh. throw them up in the air oh, and like travel underneath them and they're yeah. translucent a little bit too so they cast light in different ways. Whoa. And they're translucent too so they allow the light to be captured in different ways and it became this kind of celebration of this this energy underneath this like circular fabric with a cool message on it and yeah, uh, that's you know, beautiful. Like, that um, sounds very beautiful. Like jobs <laughs> that we can we can celebrate under the parachute of jobs. Right. Um, yeah. And I love that. Yeah and that like just the conversation of jobs, it's like it's people helping people. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's help ourselves. Yeah. I mean, we have each other right in front of us, you mm-hmm. know? So, yeah. You know, over great. the last two years, and even before that, there's so many people talking about how important new jobs are. Yeah. And, you know, again, I'm pretty neutral over here uh, politically, but it seems like you have this new field of renewable uh, or unsustainable energy that provides people with like tons of new jobs if we transitioned into that as something that's really, really important. Yeah. It seems really crazy to me that you wouldn't go for that. Right. And, and think this is an opportunity for me to learn something new. Like if I'm, if I'm a skilled worker and I've been a coal miner for a long time, I don't have a job right now. <laughs> it's not like mm-hmm. I'm an active coal miner and I have to try and transition to a new job and leave my old one. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I'm unemployed and I need a job. Right. And someone's like, yeah, there's this new field. You know, you can do a little bit of studying and then uh, you can work in that field. Like not even a lot of studying though. It's yeah, like I know. you could probably I mean, take like a week of training and it's like any job. Yeah. You're going to get trained and you're going to figure it out and you're going to learn how to do it. It is so difficult it for is people difficult. to be comfortable with yeah. because you know right. you build your world the way you want it to be, hopefully. And then someone tells you that you have to interact with your world differently because it's not what you think it is. And like that's really hard. Like that must be terrible, that experience must be very challenging for so many people. And I can see why things haven't moved forward, not just from the companies being greedy and wanting things not to change because they're making money, but from people that have small worlds and yeah. like them that way and don't want them to change. Right. That's so true. Yeah. Which we can, I mean... It, Closer. Which is... I mean, which is probably what won him the election because he was about jobs, and this is what we can sort of point to in... And Hillary's argument of like that it wasn't about jobs; it was about equity, um, right? Which is a fine message, but can be problematic. Um, mm-hmm. 
and speaking to everyone. So anyway, so that was the message that was driven to the forefront um, cool. of this march. Sounds like a great message. Uh, so next up, we're going to talk to Raven from the Sanctuaries in Washington, D.C. Um, they're an organization that um, combines faith and artistic expression, uh, which we'll hear about now. Oh yeah? Yeah. Great. Are you from, are you from the DC then? I live in Maryland, but I've been in DC like forever. Great. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, what's what's the name of the organization? Sanctuaries DC. And we're basically an arts work that ties with spirituality and social activism. So it's like 150 artists and we all lend our gifts, whether it's singing, painting, whatever, to raise awareness about different causes around the city. And um, yeah, this was our project. So like we I drew these, we printed them, and we hand printed them on all the cloth, and then we painted the banner over there, the bottom one, um, the protect our roots and honor sacred ground. Uh And yeah, we always are just doing a bunch of different stuff around the city. Great, great. How long have you been working with your organization? I've been with them for a year and a half. It's about three years old. And Rev, who's right there, he has a brown cap. white team. He's like the co-leader of it. Where did you get this? Did everything. Yeah. Your posters are awesome. Thanks. They're from the amplifier truck over there in the white truck. Okay. Yeah, oh, I yeah. See it. Yeah, those are Yeah, they're cool. <laughs> they're really cool. Just and it's a similar thing. Over there as yeah. Well. <laughs> you know that it's artists that are producing this mm-hmm. from donations and giving them away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your name? Ellen. Ellen, I'm Keith. Hi, Keith. Nice to meet you. Um, I'm, I'm actually the producer of a podcast series exploring artistic expression in this awesome. urgent political moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, your son is an artist, I heard. Yeah, and so he does puppet shows, and um, right. and they're for free, and he he also is an artist, and they have an artist, uh, a, well, it's a free art school in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. But again, it's this gesture that art is free. Mm-hmm. You know, no one should have to pay for art. Mm-hmm. And that's but, why I love sanctuaries. Like, I always stressed because I didn't have money for the best materials or classes or any of that. Like, I'm self-taught. And they were like, it doesn't matter. Just come hang out. And it's grown into this beautiful, like, community where you don't have to. You have to pay, like, dues, but it's, like, $10. And that's just the supply, supplies for the rest of the community to create. So, yeah. I definitely love it, yeah. What sort of arts do you make? I paint definitely visual. And I'm trying to get into graphic design. I'm, like, starting classes to learn Photoshop and Illustrator and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you, you've made some of these, right? You said earlier. I drew all of these, right. like the, oh, they moved them, but the four on the right. flag, I drew them on the paper. Then we put them on the computer and printed them and then screen printed all of them. Uh-huh. What do you think makes for really successful? Yeah, yeah. What do you think makes for really successful um, art to the protest? I honestly feel like it's the spirit that you bring to it. Like your intentions behind it is what makes the art more powerful. So if you're going in it with the intentions of, I mean, to make money, it's not going to be as heartfelt as if you are tied to a cause or you're trying to affect change or you're putting your internal voice into it. I feel like it's a very personal process. Yeah. So it's personal, but you're extending it to mm-hmm. a larger audience mm-hmm. with that personality. Yes.
that's what motivated me to kind of look at how can I represent the earth without like in more not so much a literal sense like obviously this could be taken as a bunch of different things like swirls or water but in this sense I'm calling it air not a literal sense is that do you feel like that's important for the the message to be translated that it's not literally the earth no I think art is always better when it's not so specific because then people can give their own interpretations to it it's more broad Um, when it's too specific you're kind of giving them what they want to see you know whereas if it's less so they can be like well this reminded me of this or I got this from that it can be different for every person who sees it yeah Um, so when I went to research the sanctuaries DC, um, after talking with Raven, uh, I went on their website, as any fact checker will do to figure out what the organization is about. Uh, and you can enter the website by clicking one button, or the button next to it says free song. Um, and I clicked on it, and it's a download for a song called Resistance um, that this organization has written, and uh, is their, their whole goal is to get it out there. That's cool. Um, so again, playing into our element of free, right off the bat on the website, it said, free song. We yeah. want this song to be given to you and take it. I thought that I heard your voice. It was my imagination. I was so sure that I heard you speak prophecies. My heart turned somewhere before. Unity helped me build as our people are killed. This oppression's gone on for too long. Love's the ultimate weapon, its power extends far beyond. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Great. Good. You must be with Amplifier. I am, I'm the program director of the Amplifier Foundation. This is Cleo Barnett. They, uh, she is the programs director for the Amplifier Foundation, and they were actually at the Women's March, and they have a campaign called We the People, which she'll talk about. They have commissioned artists like Shepard Ferry and lesser-known artists to create posters for events like this. They were at the Science March also last week. Um, and they have them available for free download on their website and you can print them out and do whatever you want with them you can blow them up, you can put it on social media whatever you want Um, but they also go to the events and they set up like a truck and out of the back of the truck they just hand out posters yeah we just live it, breathe it this is like all day, every day for us we posted this one um, earlier this week actually yeah so we commissioned this one specifically for the climate march Um, it's made by an artist named Josh McPhee and he took like a 1920s uh, sort of old advertisement and then yeah, turned yeah. it into... 20s? It looks like sort of 40s, 50s, no? Maybe. I'm, my it's kind of blurred. got that sort of like white people on the couch yeah. like <laughs> yeah. serving TV dinners. Perfect America. Like. Yeah, the American <laughs> dream, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Right, so right. he's very clever. He's been making specifically propaganda art. That's cool. his like realm. So I'm just going to describe this work. It is this sort of father sitting on a couch with two, I think it's two kids next to him and they're uh, it's like a it's a classic vintage image of um, I think it's from the 50s <laughs> where, where uh, it feels, you know, he's in a suit uh, and it feels very like suburban white family um, but they're underwater and they're wearing helmets, like old classic metal, like turn of the century kinds of helmets. Um, and there's like fish swimming by. Um, and the caption underneath said, uh, Daddy, where were you during the climate wars? Um, and so looking back at 
you know, if climate change indeed occurs and we're all underwater, <laughs> um, it's it's um, telling the tale of the climate war. Um, and we'll post a picture of it on our Instagram so you can see it. Yeah. And what's your role with, are you an artist as well, Cleo? Uh, I am, but cool. yeah, I've been working, <laughs> I'm the program director, so yeah. I bring all the programs great. to life. They're great? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so I do all the things awesome. to make the things happen. <laughs> it's surprising how many artists I've talked to you that feel like, I think like their primary yeah. goal is to provide space. Yeah, that's been actually like public space has been kind of like my practice. Yeah. Um, so I started in New Zealand um, working with the government there to activate public space and this is my first job in the United States. So I've only been back for two years to get my master's. From I'm from New Zealand originally. Oh really? Yeah, but I have full citizenship. Thank you. You have no trace of an accent. I know, it goes, like, the American accent's so strong. It just, like, <laughs> so, it just, like, took my New Zealand accent That was commissioned for this work. Is Shepherd Fairy. The Shepherd Fairy. So it's the same one as this. Protect the sacred. That's Shepherd Fairy as well. Yeah. Great. You're welcome to have whatever artwork you want. Yeah. So from the We the People campaign, we ran, we got all this money from our Kickstarter campaign, and so now it's like this artwork is really from the people. Like because of the money that we earned from the people for the Kickstarter, we're now yeah. being able to commission more artwork with more artists and then give it out for free. Cool. And it's all on our website as free high-resolution downloads. Right, yes, I saw that when we were downloading some stuff earlier. Yes. And then the artists get paid from that Kickstarter? Is that how that works? So we commission the artists pre-Kickstarter, and then all of the money that we made from the Kickstarter goes into our pool to make more artwork. So we commissioned commissioned like six, we commissioned like over 12 pieces of artwork <laughs> for the Science March. Um, yeah, so this artwork is like from the people, for the people, which is pretty cool. And for this, this individual here. For this person. What, what do you think goes behind a particularly powerful piece of propaganda art? Clarity, like clarity from a distance, bold, strong graphics, like an, a visual that can capture people, but also, also very clear, simple language. Um, one thing that we're working with um, someone named Mark Gonzalez, and he um, has been helping us with a lot of the language, and he's been working in the space for a long time. And one thing he said, which really captured me, is like, how can you take something that's like really ugly and nasty and quite serious, and something that people really like don't want to listen to, like they end up sort of turning away from? How can you take that and turn it into like a beautiful message that actually resonates and that people want to connect with it? Yeah. So that was like with the We the People campaign, like we are greater than fear. Right. Like we could have said something else, but it was we are greater. We're greater than this. Or we yeah. defend dignity, not like you need to respect us, but like we all we all deserve dignity. Right. Um, so that's I don't know. It's been really beautiful to see how you can take something. It's been amazing for me because it's just been such a crazy time in our human history. But there's there are beautiful, powerful things we can do that make you feel more empowered. So that's what we want our art to do. Um, so the Amplifier Foundation, the process for that was that we we asked photographers to go out in their communities and photograph people in their communities, and then we from that chose photographs and matched it with language, and then presented that to Shepard, and then Shepard created it from that. So we brought people from all walks of life, from journalism to the UN to social activists to artists, and we came up with kind of like a set of language from that. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. I just, I was curious about it because there was some blowback right. with that, I know. That yeah. Was sort of simple. Yeah. I wonder if you received any of that, if you wanted an amplifier or. Yeah, or definitely. But it was created like the photograph was of a Muslim woman, it was captured by a Muslim right. man, and it was, yeah, the language man. was designed by a Muslim man. 
So it's like, I totally... I care about everyone's, I mean, the greatest thing is it created a conversation, and that's wonderful. Oh, these are gorgeous. It was the most popular and the Thank most Thank you so much. Which is, you know, that's normally a sign of a great piece of art. Like, normally it's not, like, neutral. Or people are, like, everyone's like, that's lovely. You know, it's like, I hate that. Like, people, like, hate it. And then people love it. Um, yeah. well, no, because we're at the climate march. So I did, I did a, I am a Muslim to rally yeah, with yeah. Michael Skolnick and Russell Simmons yeah. in Times Square. So it was just general population and people were like, that is disgusting. Like, you need to burn that image. And I was like, whoa, wow. like, wow. Yeah, they're just like, that's, yeah, horrible. Yeah. And then everyone else was like holding it super proud. And like, you know, so it was, that was quite interesting. That's why I like public space. Because you really like get to interact with people outside of your own like liberal bubble. Hey Mark. Could we cut open a box of the Gina Keel Climate Shots Justice but red? The red one? Sure. Thank you. That's the only one missing. It's interesting that you talk about succinct language because I kind of feel like the narrative that I'm hearing is about the reduction language, the sort of one of the important characters. battle to have as a propaganda artist. Like, this yes. I want to use distinct language, like I want to be direct, but I also don't want to be this one right? a reductionist. Right? So I'm not actually sure. I think I'm do it all the wrong way. Well, and I think like one thing that we want to do is provide a compass. So we want to point people in the direction, and then it's up to them how deeply they want to enter. So, you know, we have a website which then links to the organizations. Like, we aren't the people in the trenches for the last 30 years making this artwork. Like, we all have backgrounds in design thinking, journalism, public art, large-scale campaigns. So we're like, okay, these are our skills. We can, like, take something and simplify it and project it and captures captures people's imagination and people's hearts with that. And then it's up to them how deeply they want to go. Um, but we just want to kind of point people in the right direction and then allow them the space to be in, like that's why all of our artworks free downloads it allows them room to then go to our website print it out and do whatever they want with it as long as it's not selling it um, and so is that specifically at the website yeah yeah this is for no profit that's against our copyright with all of our artists the artists retain that we want to empower the artists too like this is the artists retain the copyright to this work they can sell it they can do whatever they want with it um, yeah. Thank yeah, you. You like it? Yeah, yes, yeah. I do. And will you take a donation? <laughs> no, it's all free. It's all for you. Yeah, it's all for free if you all would like one or two or whatever. Thank you for chatting today. Yeah. Thank you for the platform. Just like having me come um, up to you and... Free artwork! <laughs> it's for the march. Well, ideally, it's for the march, so you can take like a couple, but ideally, it's so you can kind of hold up during the march. So you hear in the background that I'm literally in the back of this truck as she's handing out posters, and this guy is yeah, like, you're welcome. it's free. <laughs> it's yeah. awesome. These are cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're not like crappy free? flyers that you just printed out at Kinko's. Like, they're like really good quality pieces of artwork that they're just sort of handing out the back of this truck. Super yeah. cool. Um, Anything that's that's cool, but what she's mentioning here is, and maybe maybe you don't remember, but and Matthew, I'm not sure that you were following it, but at the women's march, the kind of symbol of the march was this woman in a headscarf that was painted in red, white, and blue colors that Shepard Fairey created. Right. Um, there was a couple other versions of that. There too. was other versions, and there, I think, it was actually four different women. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, and then it became a kind of a question about whether or not this woman in a headscarf should be the representation of feminist values hmm. going forward. Um, some people were into it, some people were not into it. Um, and what you know she offers is, yeah, some people did hate it. And that's the point. <laughs> hmm. um, that hatred of a piece of art is great. Um, she, you know, she talks about people burning art too. Um, 
And she's like, well, that's part of the conversation. Yeah. Um, and how great is that? So this next individual, her name is Lori, and she works for an organization called We Will Not Be Silent. Um, and I saw her working um, on the grass, and she just had a whole bunch of cardboard sheets set out in front of her um, and um, was spray adhesiving a bunch of black background paper with white letters all in caps and aerial font um, onto these pieces of cardboard with various phrases like resist, like we will not be silent, um, and a few others that she talks about. And the kind of um, visceralness of how simple they were uh, was really attractive to me. Uh, and so I talked to her a little bit, and she tells us about the name, We Will Not Be Silent. Is this your, I guess this is your artwork here? Yeah, it's one of the projects I do, yeah. Cool. Can you explain it to me a little bit? It's a project uh, under um, a larger statement called We Will Not Be Silent. That's the umbrella of the, the concept. And inside of that is, a, is what we call a language project. And we as a collective group of artists and activists that worked over the time for 11 years. But it began a long time ago, and people come in and out. Gets activated by all the people that pick up a sign and carry it forth. So it's a language project. This part of it is called a thousand signs for our time. So there's more than a thousand distinct messages. And the whole point is when the messages flow together, they make a much more um, there's much more critical thought that gets displayed rather than one statement or another. Right. Where do the messages come from? Are they crafted by your organization or they're, are they community generated? Just, they're from all over the place. Some, yeah. Like, Brave New World is the title of a book by Huxley. Yeah. Um, Science Over Tyrants was thought of by a nine-year-old in my family. Um, uh, we Who Believe in Freedom Will Not Rest Until It Comes is, uh, is from um, Ella's song, which is Ber Ber Bernice Johnson Reagan, and she is part of Sweet Honey in the Rock. Um, down the rabbit hole is Some of the things come from my own mind, some of them come from other things I hear. Great. I hear things that people are saying and I try to put it in simple language so they'll want to carry it Great. What makes for like the greatest propaganda poster art that you can think of? I think critical thinking sets us free. I think that's what it is rather than you know, as propaganda in a sense that it's just either like something extreme to people's mind when they hear that. It's not that propaganda doesn't have its place or use, but I think it's more, for me, it's about trying to really expand our thinking and expand our also our imagination. It's one of it says, can we imagine our way out of this? I don't think it's really just one or another simple idea. I think it's a lot of minds that need to, and hearts actually. So some of them are poetic, some of them are from the heart, some of them are factual, some of them are from the mind, some of them are a new way of saying something. Sure, sure. It seems like a combination of a lot of simple things to, to equal something complex. Yeah, As sometimes I look at it's them. both exactly that. Sometimes if it gets too complex to the point where it's uh, either elitist or it's um, just held by a very few in terms of understanding, you lose a lot of people. Sometimes if it's too simple, you are anti-intellectual, you lose your capacity to actually think more complexly. So sometimes you have to distill things down, so it's simple again for us. It's elemental about being human our humanity. Sometimes it has to be more complex research, study, and having stringing things from one point in history to another and understanding the consequences of our actions. So it's, that's what it is to think and to feel. It's not just to think, but to feel. Thanks for putting our title in here, in your soundbite. <laughs> Much appreciated. Take care. Good luck. Thank, thank you, you for being thank out you, here. The media is exactly that. You mediate what's happening. Yeah.
where can we find you? Do you have a? Are we you, will um, not be silent. Is great. there's a Facebook page? There's a website. Great. We put the language on shirts too. Great. It's a history to the project. And this statement was made in 1942 by a student resistance movement in Nazi Germany called the White Rose. Goodness. So there's historic precedents in some cases, which there have to be. And and there are there are monuments all over Germany to the White Rose. So it was a small group of a activists that actually got caught after two years of sending language out in leaflets to the German population. And at the, four, the fourth leaflet, they signed, we will not be silent, we will be your bad conscience, we will not let you rest at night. By the sixth leaflet, they got caught and they were beheaded in, within maybe 24 hours after a kangaroo court brought them through. And um, they are remembered now. That's just a, that's a small group of average people that were that now have monuments to them for the honor of the future of the German people after coming out of the terrible devastation for everyone of the Holocaust and of war. Thank you. We've got some bagpipe underscoring for you. Beautiful. <laughs> Thanks, Lori. Right. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap That's on this season, but we yes. get the we're gonna have our epilogue coming up next. Yes. Um. Elemental is produced and co-hosted by Keith Palmadellis with co-host Sophia Cheyenne. Special guest here, Matthew Levy Chavez. Sound editing is by Eben Manis with original music by Benjamin Weiner. We want to thank all of the artists and marchers from this week's episode. A visual component of this week's episode is on our Instagram page, at ElementalCast. You can find us on Twitter and on iTunes, so make sure you subscribe. Let's make some art. Let's make some art. Yeah. <laughs>